Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who creates us, redeems us, and calls us by name. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you sent your only Son as the word of life for our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Help us to believe with joy what the scriptures proclaim through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So today for the children's sermon, I'm going to talk about the gospel that Pastor Karen will be reading. It's one of my favorites. I learned a song from that when I was a very, very little girl going to church. But Jesus is out on the shore And then he gets into two boats. And he starts talking to the people off the shore. And then he tells the fishermen in the boats to cast out their nets. Now, we're talking southeast Alaska here. He did not say, cast out your nets and make sure you don't pull in any double uglies. That make sure your halibut are the right size that your salmon is pristine. And those are the only ones we're going to worry about. No, he threw out the nets, and all of a sudden there were a lot of fish. And it was so many fish that they were worried that the boats were going to sink. And the men were amazed. And anybody who's been out fishing, even if you're just fishing off the shore, You're amazed when you pull in your fish. But not only were they amazed, now they're afraid. Their boats are full. They're afraid that they're going to capsize. We all have had that feeling. And then they say, please help us, Jesus. And he said, you're done being a fisherman. Now I will make you fishers of men. Now, he didn't say, I want you to go out and get the rich. I don't want you to go out and get just the children. 
I don't want you to go out and just get the men, because we remember women back then weren't very important. He said, I will make you fishers of men. That was everybody. There are no limits. There are no sizes. There are no seasons. We are all fishers of men. And that reminds me of my song. I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. If you follow me, if you follow me, I will make you fishers of men if you follow me. So now, remember, as you go out, as you are with your friends, or as you are with your family, remember that we are all fishers of men and there's no limit, and there's no size. We invite you to rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. teaching of God's word has begun to draw great crowds for Simon, James, and John. Jesus' teaching inspires hospitality, then obedience, and then risk. After Jesus' creative power is revealed, fear and amazement leads these three fishermen to leave everything behind and to become apostles. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I'm sorry. I have to turn that off. My mom was calling me. <laughs> Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put it out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let the, down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats. So they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. 
When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So Karen covered a lot of the sermon. Thank you. Uh, it is. It's a, such a great text, and I like the introduction here because it says, teaches hospitality, then obedience, then risk. I'm going to focus right now on the risk piece. Um, because some of it's obvious, some of it is less obvious. First of all, uh, it's a good thing that you brought up Southeast Alaska. We know that just going out in the channel here is high risk, right? The water will freeze you very quickly if you fall out. Um, it's, it's, you know, people, uh, the boats do turn over. And it's, it's cold, uncomfortable, and rough. He says, put out into the deep water. Okay, first, first they're near the shore so that he can talk to the crowd. Going out, going out onto the water, first of all, the acoustics are great, but uh, it also allows some space so that, he, so that he can speak from the speak to the crowd. But when it's time for this second shift of fishing, he says, go out into the deep water. Okay, who here has been out into the deep water in Alaska? High risk environment. Whether you watch the TV shows or not um, about it, it's a very high-risk environment. The seas, the seas are rough, they are unforgiving, and they will give you a sense of your significance really fast. Because the magnitude and the power is so overwhelming. So he's saying, go out into the deep water. There's risk right there. Then throw your nets out and you'll drag them in. So they do. They were already washing their nets, by the way. And who here has washed nets? Anybody? Okay, it's not fun. It's not, not anybody that I know of favorite job. Um, also, nets are, you know, when you work with netting, whether it's, it's fishing or other kinds of netting, it gets caught up in itself really easily. And trying to straighten it out and unknot it is a miserable task. And for those who just can't get a knot out of a shoelace, that's one lace. Imagine all that can get caught up in a net. So there's this job that they don't want to do. They're tired. They've already washing the nets. They've got to go out into the dangerous deep water. And then, as Karen said, they have this enormous haul. And it is not selective, and they're not throwing anybody back. And they take this whole, whole haul, but then the boats begin to sink. Okay? That's terrifying. I don't care how comfortable you are fishing. That is terrifying. And that's something I want us to think about in terms of ministry. Because often when we do ministry, even if we, even if we tell ourselves and understand, okay, the fish means all people. Except who? Nobody. All people. Genders, ages, races, uh, economic status, political parties, all people. And that's what we're, that's what we're called to, 
to do with ministry. But there are other types of ministry that God gives us resources for. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's, it's the need for a warming shelter. You know, here's a need. You can do it. Go do it. I mean, that's certainly what we understood God's, God's call to be. Having that much uh, giftedness, nourishment, come into a congregation will automatically cause change. Karen likes to tell the, how many Lutherans does it take to change the light bulb? Change. change. Yeah. But you can't, you can't catch this whole this whole mess of fish, this whole mess of resources, ministry, people, without change. Every time a new person comes into the community, it changes the community. Every time a new idea comes into the community, it changes the community. And it is possible, and some churches have a tendency, to go fishing very selectively. So that it's just enough to maintain our comfort zone. God is always going to be pushing us. We are always given some comfort and a lot of challenge. So anything that we pray for to come into the congregation, and it's a great reading for, for the day of annual meeting, anything that we pray for is, and, and is given to us is going to change us. It's not going to be the same. This overwhelming hall means more dramatic change. Now, a lot of us were pushed, of course, uh, during COVID to make some changes that maybe somewhere we were meaning to do it anyway and it pushed us to get started, but some we never thought about. That's all gonna shake out at some point and it is not gonna look like what it looked like before COVID. It's not gonna look like what it looks like now. And it's probably not going to look like anything any of us envision, or at least not match it exactly. So, so we have to understand the risk of having. There's also the risk of having so much that it immobilizes us. If the boats sink, we lose the fish, we lose our lives. If we have too much and try to hang on to it, it will sink us. It will sink us. You've probably heard of the word affluenza, mm -hmm. which is, is, is the sickness of being affluent and having it weigh you down. It, it's actually depressing. So we have to be realistic about, about giftedness <laughs> and what to expect from it and the challenges that come with it. And then the last thing is, and this is really important, They brought their boats to shore. They left everything and followed him. One of, one of the beauties of being part of a church that's almost 100 years old is that it becomes really apparent to us that we are part of a continuum. We didn't, we didn't build this church, and the church will continue to exist beyond us. We are given a piece of this hall and a piece of this work. And then those fish went to feed the community. 
He didn't go feed, feed the fisher, fishermen, because they were called away. They left everything. So they had to trust that somebody else was going to clean the fish, do whatever else it is that you do to fish, vacuum pack it. You can tell I'm not a fisherman. Um, but other people are going to tend to it. And we have to be willing to whatever the gift is that we are given, to leave it to others. And you know what? Those others are not going to do with it what we want them to. Some of it will match. And certainly, it's all driven by the same baptism, the same resurrection, the same grace. But the way it plays out with the others who will come after us is not only beyond our control, but it's just not going to be what we would do because people don't. So we have to be ready to move on. Whatever it is that we're called to do, do it and relinquish it to other people. This, some of you may know this, but one of the things that was really important about the Mormon migration across the United States was that people came in waves. And so the first wave would, okay, I'm also not a farmer, but the first wave would prepare the land. The second wave would plant. The third wave would harvest. Apologies to farmer folk. But at, across the country, people did their work and moved so that the whole community was part of the process. We are part of this process. So not only do we have to be excited to fish for any, whatever kind of people God puts in front of us, we have to be willing to embrace it, and we have to be willing to turn it over to someone else's care. If holding on and controlling, and from a control freak, I will tell you, it's hard. If, if holding on is something that weighs you down, maybe it's not the affluence, but maybe it's the holding on. Pray for, pray for the courage to let go and follow. And trust that God will put somebody else in the right place to do the work that God calls them to do. God does not call us to do something without giving us the ability and the resources to do it. So we have to be listening for the call and be trusting. Go out in the deep and be trusting. Be at risk of the boat sinking and be trusting. It's a scripture of trust. I invite all of you to be caught by that trust today. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. is poured out upon us in abundance. So we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. Equip your church to proclaim the good news that we have first received, the forgiveness and grace shown to us through Jesus Christ. Send us out as apostles, sharing the hope of your salvation with a waiting world. God of grace, holy are you, O God of hosts. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Reveal your splendor in fiery sunsets and in deep blue twilights. Teach us to recognize you in the beauty of our natural world. God of grace, Soften the hearts of rulers and governments that they perceive and tend to the needs of their people. Remove corruption and the impulse towards violence. Protect first responders and military personnel who risk their lives in service of others. God of grace, your steadfast love endures forever. Do not abandon those who look to you for hope and healing. Bless doctors, nurses, social workers, therapists, and all caregivers. Draw near to those who are scared, sick, or in pain. God of grace, the disciples received help from partners as they brought in an abundant catch of fish. So strengthen this congregation's partnerships with community organizations and ministries. Multiply our shared efforts and bring joy to our relationships. God of grace, you come to us through those who you call to positions of leadership. We pray for Presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and St. Mark Lutheran Church in Anchorage. Grant wisdom to inform all ministries. God of grace, for what else do the people of God pray? Pray for the oceans, that we should value them, not take for granted an abundant catch, and attend to cleaning, reducing waste, and sharing what does exist with the rest of the world. 
Let's pray also for Madagascar, a country where there's a lot of poverty and is hit by uh, a cyclone this week. We give thanks for our ancestors in faith who boldly answered your call. By their example, give us courage to live in faith and to proclaim your mercy until the day that you gather us into your glory. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promise, O Lord, O God, we lift those and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, sovereign of the universe. You offer us new beginnings and guide us on our journey. Lead us to your table. Nourish us with this heavenly food and prepare us to carry your love to a hungry world. In the name of Christ, our light. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art, who art in, in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy, be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. If you'll join with me the mission statement. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. Receive God's blessing. God, who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you and who calls you by name, bless your going out and your coming in, today and forever. Amen. Amen.
go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.